0: So, as we said at the beginning of mass, this is the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. So, the end of our liturgical year is fast approaching, and uh, the beginning of our new liturgical year with Advent. So, the the readings uh, at the end of the liturgical year are always a little more um, kind of serious, if you will. They they speak more about battle. They speak more about the the, the fight of faith, the, the the challenge that it can be to live the faith. So we have this. Uh, graphic enough uh, reading from the second book of Maccabees where we hear in in today's reading about uh, four of uh, the the Maccabees brothers who were martyred and with just incredible courage just uh, we we hear so many stories about the the martyrs from Uganda or uh, Korea uh, who suffered similar martyrdoms just just, uh, I'm always blown away by the courage that these people had because it would be just so easy to say, look, I'll do whatever you want, I'll say whatever you want, I'll change whatever you want in order to just get out of this predicament, and then I'll go to confession, and then we'll be back, we'll be back with God all, all good again, right? You know, it would be just so easy just to kind of get yourself out of a hole. So it's like, you know, eat this pig meat and your life will be saved if you don't eat it, and it's, you know, it's a pork chop with a little bit of applesauce, sauce, Right? It doesn't really seem that wrong, does it? Just eat the pork chop and you can go home alive, right? If you don't eat the pork chop. We will cut your limbs off. We will cut your tongue out. We will let you bleed to death. We mightn't even do you the, the, the favor of killing you quickly. We can just let, you, just let you rot or eat the pork chop. I mean, I'd think I'd eat the pork chop. I'm not supposed to. Go to confession. Then we're good. <laughs> do you know? I mean, it's very tempting, very tempting. But these brothers did not. They said, they said, you know, one cast out his tongue to be, to be cut off. One said, heaven gave me these limbs. I detest them for the sake of God. Cut them off if you wish. I mean, I kind of like my arms. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just the phenomenal courage of these people. Why? Because the law of the Lord, the love of the Lord, obedience to the Lord, was more to them than anything. It meant more to them than life itself. My goodness, like what courage. You know, I mean, for us to say, Even my my faith means more to me than all of my wealth, my house, my car, whatever it is, everything I have in the bank. To say my faith means more to me than that. But my faith means more to me than life itself. My relationship with God is the highest, number one priority in my life. Absolutely phenomenal. So, like, for each one of us, we don't don't have to usually... It would be very unusual for us, us, for any of us to have to face a battle like this. It tends not to be the case in Ireland that we could be actually martyred uh, for, for, for going to Mass or for professing that we're Catholic. Um, this So this is, thankfully, isn't the case in Ireland at the moment. But that doesn't mean, though, that we aren't engaged in, in a battle. You and I have all sorts of battles to face every single day. Uh, when it comes to the battle for prayer, for example, you know, I, I know I should pray and maybe I've made the new year's resolution back months ago to pray first thing in the morning or last thing at night and I gave that up after two weeks or I know we should pray the family rosary and it's just not really happening. Or I had decided to, to go to adoration a little more often now that lockdown has passed and the adoration chapel is back open. I had decided to go, but it hasn't really happened. Or I know that I never find time for my wife or my kids or to speak to my parents, but I absolutely always find time to read to read all of my Facebook posts I always find time that extra that half hour two quarters of an hour in the evening to check my phone and everything on it I always find time for that so so we are engaging it. it's a different kind of a battle it's a it's a more subtle battle but it's still a <laughs> it's a very very difficult battle indeed even like for young people today now the battle with, with social media and even like the amount of pornography that's on it and that sort of thing this is difficult it's a really challenging battle so in this battle, uh, it's, it can feel a small bit lonely. And in a way, yes, we have to fight this battle on our own. And yet, we're never really alone. So it, it may, like, I have to pray for me. I'm doing who has, I have to get myself up in the morning. I, I have to decide myself if I'm going to start the day with prayer or not. You know, in my hermitage at night, I'm doing who has to decide am I going to pray or not. No one can do it for me. This, this battle is against me. So, yeah, on one hand, I'm on my own. On the other hand, we have a whole community, a whole church, all of heaven interceding and praying for us. So, on the other hand, we're, we're, we're never really alone. And this reminds me of a, a, a wonderful passage from the, the letter to the Hebrews, okay? And it speaks about life or this battle as, as, a, as a race, okay, as a race. And he describes it this way. The author describes it this way. With so many witnesses in a great cloud on every side of us, we too then should throw off everything that hinders us, especially the sin that clings to us so easily, and keep running steadily in the race we have started. Let us not lose sight of Jesus. So we're running a race. So if we're we're running and we're surrounded by a, a, a cloud of witnesses, but we're not to lose sight of Jesus. Where where is Jesus then? Well, he has to be in front of us. So he's the one leading the way. I heard a story recently of a a man who took took part in uh, an Ironman uh, triathlon. These are fairly mental uh, triathlons. They are grueling. Um, The the distances they cover are are (laughs) crazy. I mean, running a marathon on its own is hard enough. I'm not sure if you've ever done it. Running a, a marathon of 26 miles... That's that's fairly that's fairly heavy going, okay. But run a marathon uh, after you've cycled one hundred and twelve miles. That's 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 further than here to Dublin. That'll be here to Louth, I imagine. One hundred and twelve miles. You get. I mean, that's that's quite a distance, okay. So you cycle you cycle that far. You get off your bike and then you run a marathon. Like, it's mental. By the way, I forgot to mention that there's a two point four mile swim beforehand like it's just crazy you so anyway so when these these competitions take place they're, they're they're a big deal like i mean you'd want to be pretty fit to uh to, to engage in one of these so this story that i heard anyway they started at, it was in the states they started at seven o'clock in the morning and the, the idea is that uh, everybody or you should be finished before 12 so you start your swim at seven in the morning then you get on your bike you cycle your uh, 180 kilometers 112 miles and then once that's over, you run a marathon. So you've got from seven in the morning, 12 hours, seven and plus five. So you have to finish it within, within, 17, within 17 hours. Okay, uh, so it's, again, dramatic. Okay, so this guy who was telling the story, he finished, don't know what time he came in, but maybe about nine o'clock, okay. So then normally when the, when the athletes finish, they go down to near the finish line and everyone kind of cheers on those who are finishing, right? Because it's, it's a fairly big thing. So when you come t- towards the finish line for the last maybe half mile, there'll be people all around cheering you on, cheering you on, cheering you on. But then at seven minutes to midnight, this announcement came on over the speakers to say that, that there was a, a man struggling. He was two miles out, All right. But uh, his, his goal was still to make it, two miles in seven minutes. Now, that's doable if, you're just, if you've just started running. Okay? At the end of a race like this, two miles in seven minutes, that's, uh, that's good going. Okay? So some people actually came, up, came down off the, off the stands and started running back towards him. Okay? And then the announcement came on a couple of minutes later. So uh, he's, he's, he's five minutes out and uh yeah he's five minutes to go and uh he's he's about about a mile out now and then more people came down from the stands and ran ran towards him and this guy was waiting at the finish line and at the last bend then at about a minute before midnight who comes around the corner but this absolutely exhausted man right just running but uh, at quite a good pace but surrounded by a host of other athletes cheering him on you can do it you can do it just 200 meters just 150 meters 100 meters you're almost there keep going keep going keep going and he gets across the line with 15 seconds to go and when the guy saw this he was reminded of this passage here He was reminded of running in this race surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses on every side As we're running towards heaven, we are never alone. Yes, we have to do the running ourselves. We we can't kind of blame Satan for the fact I I I don't pray and I can't blame the saints for not praying for me enough that I don't pray. I have to pray. I have to change my life. I have to choose virtue. But I'm never alone. All of heaven is praying for me. People who you know are praying for you, even like in this month of November, we're praying for all of our deceased friends and family in our November list for the dead. So... We're here on earth now praying for the souls in purgatory. We are never alone. It may feel, it, like I said, there's a part that we have to do. But in reality, we are never alone. In reality, we are never alone. And so I, I guess I ask the Lord for, for that grace today for, for myself and for each of us. That when things are, when things are heavy, uh, when there's bereavement or illness or loss, when we're feeling challenged in our faith, just to, to really dig deep and know, Lord, I know that I'm never alone. I know that you are with me. I know that all the angels and saints in heaven are praying for me. Our Blessed Lady, every time we pray the Hail Mary. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now. Pray for us sinners now. Pray for me now. I'm asking our Blessed Lady to pray for me, And will she? Of course she will. She's my mom. So she's praying for me. So this is a lot I have to do in, in my spiritual race. But I'm never alone. I am never alone. I'm surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses on every side. The Lord asks us in this battle to keep running, keep racing, and keep our eyes on him. Amen.